Get on speed for a minute, it's my first impression rose. Rob Beck and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right Hello and welcome. We're back. From theballerlifestyle.com, it is the Bachelor Lifestyle. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm here each and every week. Very happy to be joining you to talk a little Hannah B's season. I am joined now, as I am each and every week, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bachelor Lifestyle podcast with Brian Beckner and Jason Stewart. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, quickly, before we begin, take us through your thought process scheduling a doctor's appointment essentially during the time that we we're, we usually record. Well, the listeners will really get a kick out of this because I um, it's, it was a dermatological uh, procedure. I, I have so many moles. The moles, yeah that I need to have them removed um, five at a time. My insurance allows for five at a time. And the, the doctor just scrapes them off. And my dermatologist has a specific window in which he does these procedures. So 3.30 on a Tuesday, I get in there. <laughs> That's the only time. Yep. A dermatologist, all he does all day is take off moles. This one is um, also extremely respected in the um, – and the cosmetic dermatological industry. It, so most it, um, mo- most of his uh, patients are women looking for you know mm-hmm, better mm-hmm. skin and whatnot. And I yeah. I walk in there with just a bunch of moles, and I think he likes it. Takes them down. Uh, okay, um, let's get into it. The Bachelorette in a new low. I mean, let's not forget one season they went to Uruguay. And that we thought was, you know, wasn't like a, it's not high on the list of destinations. It's not, you don't have a lot of friends that are like, uh, I'm summering in Uruguay. Like, it's just not, you don't hear of that place that much. It could be very nice. They once had a rugby team that took a flight to Chile and things got sideways. That's about as much as I know about Uruguay. They have a good soccer team. This this season, we've set a new low as we as the Bachelorette crew traveled to the Baltic Republic of Latvia. Your thoughts on the location? Yeah, I mean, it, I think they got a uh, I think they got a discount because think, as they, they always get a discount. Yeah, as they pointed out in the last episode, they did that old. Uh, you know, that old thing from the 50s movies where they did the map and then the, the plane going from from where they were in Scotland Love that. Love that. to Latvia. And it's a short trip across the uh, the, the English Channel there. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. The English that, Channel. Yeah, the English okay, Channel continue. separates mm-hmm. uh, the United Kingdom from the rest of Europe. Okay, um, uh-huh. We recently celebrated a an anniversary uh, of the storming of Normandy. That was that was crossing the English Channel onto that was, the beaches yeah. of France. That's where right. Where we started kicking some German ass. That's right. But these uh, these bachelors were kicking some. Or how about this? These bachelors were um, grabbing some bachelorette ass nice. in Latvia. Nice. And I, 
I just think that's like one of those things where whatever the name of the city is, and I, it, it doesn't even come to mind, I've never heard of it as a tourist. Riga. Riga I've never heard of it Riga as Latvia. a tourist destination. Have you? No, it's the capital city. I know that much. And obviously we know that, you know, these shows, I th- these bachelorette shows, I think, you know, put the, they go to the, the tourism board of all these, uh, like kind of second rate tour tourist towns. And they're like, how much money are you going to give us? What do you, how many hotel rooms are you going to give us? Could we bounce on yeah. your beds when we walk into the hotel rooms? And right. Yeah. They, they hit up the respective chambers of commerce. They put some, they put some producers on it and they go, Hey, they give each of them a list and yeah. they're like, get on the phone with these people. They had some interest a couple seasons ago. See what they'll give us. Right. And then maybe we'll go there. So they, um, I mean, we already talked about last week's episode. It was a complete dry hump. It hijacked the season. Yeah. It, it, went, it was a hybrid between a rose ceremony and then just a a dumb old recap. And then, so this week they just kind of introduced Latvia um, officially, and they had the obligatory thing where they have eight guys enter a uh, pretty rudimentary looking hotel room and act like it's the best place they've ever been. Um, and then they they actually showed them bouncing on the beds. They showed them say, bouncing on beds. In the just so as not to break a Gehrig like streak of hotel room entrances on the Bachelor franchise television shows, a couple dudes did jump onto a pair of twin size beds. And it's almost like they're like, you know, they, they're like, hold on a second. Let's get the right angle here. Okay, guys, go ahead. Go ahead. Bounce on the beds because they did it in unison. You know, it wasn't just like one of those organic things. Like, no. like I, stayed, I stayed at a really nice hotel room recently. It was kind yeah. of with a step down little suite area with a great view. And yeah. not once did I think in the first 10 minutes that I entered this hotel room to start bouncing on the beds. And it's because I'm 46 years old. I'm not you're six. Not, you're not eight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so everybody's still mad at Luke P. This is so fucking tired, but it's still going on. It permeates this entire episode and really has hijacked the entire series. But the show starts out with, I would say, top three player at this point, Garrett getting a one-on-one what do you think about garrett's nude bungee one-on-one jason yeah and you know to recap quickly for those just joining us for the first time as we get new listeners every week garrett is the guy that basically um came onto the show to just be seen he is the son of a football player he's a golf pro and he, i like that about him he, golf pro he, he he very comes off he comes off very much like a player. She actually even verbalized that to him. I thought you were a player. And then he just kind of got his way out of it by saying a bunch of nonsense. And she's he like, said a oh, bunch of stuff a great. player would say. Yeah. And then, then she yeah. fell for it and said, oh, great. We're in. And then so she takes him on the one-on-one date in Latvia. This is the, the new beginning because she, she had a nervous breakdown last week. She almost ended the show. And then someone reminded her that she is under contract, has to proceed, and move forward in choosing the guy that you want to be famous with for a few months after the show ends. 
hear me out. Hear me out. This is an idea. Hannah B, not long for this. Like, not, it's, it's overwhelms her. It's too much. She's just, her heart clearly isn't in it. She didn't, she didn't realize what she was getting herself into. What is to stop? And this, we've learned what these bachelor people do when they get, when a, a guy quits the show and suddenly they take away a rose from the, from, from the, uh, rose ceremony, uh, or, or a guy, doesn't get a rose on a one-on-one, but is somehow allowed to stay. They change the rules as they go. What is to stop Chris Harrison from walking in to the rose ceremony and just quickly, he holds out his left hand, he takes the two fingers from his right hand, and he just taps his forearm and says, give me the lefty. And out, he takes he takes the rose from... Hannah B, he says, hey, good job. Pats her on the butt. She walks off screen and out of the bullpen comes Hannah G to finish the rest of the season. Raleigh Fingers style. What do you think? And that, I mean, it it makes perfect sense. And it would actually like show, it would uh, bring some interest into the show, renewed interest into the show. Yes. And if your first thought is, well, you know, these are eight guys that she didn't really select. She would be, you know, she would have to choose among eight guys, and that's not fair to her because she she deserves a chance at a, at a second chance at love. I would say uh, you're a moron, and Hannah G yeah. would jump at the of jump at the chance to choose one of eight guys to be famous with, and maybe double her Instagram following totally by agree. the end of August. But I I, I, I love that idea. I mean, it's a win win. If you, there is precedent. I mean, Nick Vile, one of the biggest douchebags uh, on the planet. Yeah, he just crashed one season. He came. Right. In, he came in when they were down to like what five or six, and yeah. no, it was like halfway through. Had sex with the with the subject, and so I mean that there there shouldn't be any rules. And you're right. I think Hannah B has proven to be a little bit too normal. She has too much common sense she realized at some point as i stated last week this show is not looking to give me a second chance at love it's looking to exploit me embarrass me on national tv and they're gonna think i'm gonna look the other way because they're offering me a chance at my 15 minutes of fame and she's like fuck this last week but somebody reminded Mm -hmm. her of a contract they're in latvia um she's with garrett Garrett, the golf pro, and they walk. They walk into this like forest area. It's almost like uh, like a forest area that you see in movies where the uh, murderer takes his victims to make sure they don't find the body. Totally. And, and the whole time he's doing what the uh, typical subject does on a date. Like, man, what are you taking me to? Man, I, you know, yeah. I'm dying to know. And it, what is this place? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they look up and there's a what like a uh, what do you call those things in the sky? What is it? Like a gondola? A gondola thing. So for those you old enough to uh, remember Disneyland, there used to be these these like things that would go from the people mover to the Matterhorn. Is that true? You don't remember Wait, those things? Yes, I sort of do. Yeah, they would take you across. They set them up at the Orange County Fair where yeah. you like cruise from one side to the other. Yeah. So they basically had this thing that was um, um, over, that was like, you know, moving over a body of water. And then they look up, they look up closer, and there's a couple 
doing a bungee down. They're uh, yeah. they're they're holding each other, and the bungee is strapped to their ankles, and they're bungeeing down, and it looks pretty cool. And then they look closer, and this couple is Nude. raw naked. Their Nude. couple is raw naked. It finally hits them, and I find it hard to believe that neither of them knew this and had to like sign documents to be naked on camera and everything else, but they acted surprised that they were going to have to bungee from a, a, a sky tram naked. Yeah. Um, I don't bungee, by the way. I know you're a bungee guy. You're that. a fucking jump out of a yes. plane guy. I don't do any of that shit. And I don't, and this Garrett is scared of heights and they do this every season where he's like, I just had to, you know, I just had to show, uh, I had to show Hannah that I was here for her, that I was willing to throw it all in. I was willing to be vulnerable. And I'm like, okay, but that it doesn't mean you have to fucking jump out of something. Jumping out of things does not demonstrate the things you're describing. Right. I mean, it's, you don't get the metaphor though. You you are, you get it. I do get but you don't understand there love is a risk love is yeah. a, is a leap so if you're if if you want to go down that path you need to be willing to leap literally out of a sky tram and dangle from your ankles over a body of water naked i mean it's I al- the metaphor I also, is perfect i also like how hannah um it was alluded to if not mentioned implicitly that this is a um, Latvian tradition where she's like, she's, I believe she said something very profound to the effect of when in Latvia, you do it the Latvia way. And, and, and is there a statute of limitations on what could be called a tradition? I mean, I'm, right. I'm guessing this city is centuries, if not millennials yes, old yes, yes. and bungee cord jumping has been around for about 25 years. Exactly. That's right. That's my point. Like the that uh, the gondola they were in looked like it was left over for World War, from World War Two was not built to establish the Latvian tradition of bungee jumping, which I believe bungee jumping originated down under uh, in uh, uh, New Zealand of all places, not nowhere near Latvia, very very far away. And so think I'm about not buying that. I mean, for example, Scotland. They came from Scotland. They wore skirts. The men wore skirts and said it's a Scottish With tradition. Kilts. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's a Scottish tradition. And I, I, I've seen Braveheart. I know that it goes back to at least 1942 when Braveheart was when, when that was happening. That's a tradition. The you know, yes, bungee right. cords going back to nineteen ninety one, it can't be considered exactly. a tradition in any country. Totally, I gotta agree. So then and then it's like you're not sure that they're gonna nude up. But then you see them and they're strapped together and Garrett appears to be nude. Now, Jay Stu, you are a big time actor, performer. You've done you're the greatest guest in the history of reality shows. This Garrett could easily have been rocking like a little speed situation, some like bikini briefs. Like if they're, if they're going to black that out, he could have had anything on. And I didn't get any real references to what was happening with his dong, but I imagine just based on the height situation, his dick would have been smashed up like right, like in her belly area or maybe just like a little bit low like right at her waistline 
And I was concerned and I, I'm annoyed that this wasn't mentioned and maybe this is on the web or something because right before they get ready to leap, they go for a little makeout. And I don't know about you. Maybe it's just that I'm a hopeless romantic, Jason. When I go for a makeout, I'll thicken up a bit. You know, it's not, I like, I have a physical reaction to a makeup, makeout. I'm a warm <laughs> blooded individual so if i'm making out with a hot chick i'm gonna rope up a bit i'm not gonna lie like shit's gonna happen you're gonna notice and nothing was mentioned do you think that he was dong to skin against hannah or were was there some television shenanigans going on okay so the real answer has to be it's over the air network. Like there are still like standards for non cable shows now. So I, I almost guarantee by contract, they were supposed to cover up their privates. I, I can almost guarantee that. So, Makes sense. Makes so sense. yeah. And, and I don't think that they're going to go uh, dong to skin. Uh, they're not going to compel any of, of these contestants to do that. So they both were covered on their lower. I half. think so. Because um, Hannah, she had her push-up bra on there right there till the end. And right before they leap, left, yeah. Yeah. they undid her situation. So she definitely got some titty to chest action against uh, against Garrett. But I, I don't think there was any dong shit happening because no. I, I you would have heard about it. Like it would have been discussed. He he would have been like, you know, when he got back to the, to the suite, he would have been like, hey, Mike, it was – kind of tough because you know i started to rope up right as mm -hmm. we we're about to leap like that's you don't leave that on the cutting room floor so and i agree with all that that's a great observation so the Thanks. the bungee cord jump was successful they both felt uh incredibly energized and yeah. they were working some major adrenaline afterwards any anybody out there that's done any kind of risk-taking uh, venture knows that adrenaline and and, and yeah. like pussies like Brian have never experienced it. Um, yeah. But it's it's pretty cool. And they were both kind of feeling that. And then they they went out to dinner and whatnot. And uh, it's they had while before and during the dinner, they had to do the obligatory thing uh, where they went back to the house of men. And by the way, on uh, someone on my Twitter pointed out that I suspiciously say house of men uh, when I'm referring to the house where the other cast members are. I think, never noticed that. I, never noticed I think that. it's a very, just like it's an apt description for, for what, what I'm trying to accomplish here. So how they go back to the house of men and they have to spend at least two and a half minutes on guys saying, um, I really need this one-on-one -on -one time. Other guys uh, have, have relationships that are further down the road. I, I have not gotten that time yet, and I feel that if I don't get that time, then I'm going to have my head on the chopping block before the rose ceremony. They just have to go through this every single episode. And what comes of it? Everybody goes on a group date except for our guy Peter the Pilot. Yeah, um, yeah, he's getting the one-on-one, -on -one. which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, so they're they're all going on a group date, which means Luke P is going to be going on a group date. Um, the well-regarded Luke P. All the guys very excited to be out and about with Luke P, 
who for certain will murder somebody, if not before the end of the season, shortly after. Luke P is the contestant that the show has compelled Hannah to keep around every single show because the show is just not that interesting without Luke P. The Every single episode has Luke P drama, so they have to keep him around to salvage the interest in the show. And so Garrett uh, is wrapping up his date. They're building off the, the adrenaline, the great dinner. Um, I really thought that this was going to be, they're going to walk into a place with a very Caucasian country, not country band playing, but that didn't happen. Um, but we've done that already this season though. Three or four times. I just thought yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you know, I thought it was a once an episode thing. It would be cool if they had like a Latvian. They already had a band from Denmark on. Yeah. It would be cool if they had a Latvian thing. One thing I did notice, and maybe this is um, part of how they got the deal. Um, when they, when they, the two of them cruised in for their, um, for their one on one dinner, um, they clearly were on the set of Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, so maybe there was some kind of like um, some something brokered there between <laughs> HBO and ABC where they agreed to split costs. They're like, hey, we'll shoot this as a, a nuclear fallout disaster location. And then you guys can also have a date. <laughs> if anyone has seen the show and read corresponding articles about it, um, I think Latvia might be in that perimeter of uh, of hazard, that hazard perimeter. I think it's close enough to the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, and then I, I also like that um, they went. They give each other a toast at their one on one dinner, and I believe it's um, Hannah who they give all the good lines to this season. Who says, "I want to give a cheers to all the sights Latvia has to offer." Ooh, good one. Yeah. That's a good one. So they uh Garrett actually I think scored many major points um in this dinner. Big I think, time. I think Big he's time. he's moving up the uh he's moving up the leaderboard. Um yeah. you know, he was the pussy that that kind of ruined things for her a couple of weeks back and I think he more than made up for it with the uh with this date. And they move on to the group date. Well, hold on, hold on. We're, whoa, we're whoa. leaving something out important. Garrett tells a very long-winded story about how he pivoted from football to golf and that somehow that was a metaphor for how he feels about Hannah B, which wasn't easy to follow but clearly worked <laughs> on her. And then he, then he follows that up like he's – this guy is a player. Like he's worked it. He's got her set up with my dad wanted me to play football and I realized I had to just live my own life and I started playing golf instead and it was like a whole thing and he's like, and that's kind of why I'm here with you. And then he's like, he drops the L-bomb. He's, he, was, he was saving it up and he lets her know, hey, I just want you to know I'm falling in love with you. Boom. Yeah. It's out there. No, that, so that's, that seals the Rose deal. That's a, and... I will say now that you're on the topic, I think he he did a misstep. I think he could have not said one sentence in that in that summary of his life. Why he he uh, his dad was a football player. He was raised to play football, and then he said, "I I found out that I hated football." That's a misstep. This is someone. This is a chick who really 
adores her crimson tide. That's you true. don't want to be telling that chick that you hate football because in the future, if you're going to be her guy, you're going to need to watch and consume lots of that. So don't, well, I imagine don't go out on a limb like that. He's from Alabama. So I imagine he still loves ball in the sense that he likes to watch it and go out to the tailgate and all that. But he doesn't like getting his head bashed by 240 pound dudes is I think what he meant. Exactly. So, um, and, and also we have to remind people that Garrett, uh, continued with the producer fed, uh, metaphors about taking leaps, um, leaps of faith because yes, they just yeah, got done yeah, taking leaps yes. before he said it fall in love. So, um, it, yeah. So before the group date, this is actually a significant part of the date. Garrett circles back with the House of Men. And yep. the House of Men always has this awkward feel to it. It's almost it's almost like they do this on purpose. They they get it so that there's just enough space for for the guys to squeeze onto couches and really and, wedged onto a couch. And, it's and, like trying to no, hold like normal conversations. Yeah. Like in and no and no place in time in real life are you just going to squeeze yourself in with a bunch of dudes and try to talk about love with each other. Yeah, definitely not talk talk about love, but it does. It is reminiscent of that time when you're like 23 years old and everybody lives in an apartment and they're like, hey, Super Bowl at Tim's, <laughs> like bring some Coors Light. And you get there and it's like one tiny apartment size couch <laughs> and three guys are all jammed on it. A couple dudes are like sitting on the arms and there's like a beanbag chair with two dudes. Like there's just not enough places to sit. They, so this, they, they, they kind of do that as well. They literally, I, I think they do it because they have to get it all in one shot. Right. Like the one shot, there. the panoramic shot or whatever. That's but, right. um, but anyways, they're talking. And of course, they prompt uh, Garrett to tell the house of men about the date, which is a standard procedure. He's not being gratuitous. He's not being, he's not talking out of, out of turn. He tells them of the date that includes them jump bungee jumping naked. And, uh, they, they pan to Luke P who has this look on his face. Like he's looking around, like, is anyone else here in this? There's, he just jumped off something naked with her. (laughs) And at the entire, you know, all of our listeners need to be reminded again, that this guy found God because he has these demons from his past. He overcame his demons, and his demons were that he crushed too much ass in high school. Yeah, he just did too much fucking. The guy who got naked too much and so much that he yeah. had to turn to God is getting a little pissed off that his chick is bungee cord jumping naked with another dude. This dude is so so mental you can see why they've kept him around because this guy is fucking from another planet in and this goes on further where he eventually and not to spoil it too much he eventually has to have a talk with hannah where he's he's like if you're if your vaginal walls have been sullied ever you have to let me know because I have to leave. I can't, I can't, I can't lay down with somebody who has been violated previous to me. What fucking century is this guy existing in where that is even a question in his brain? <laughs> and, and 
so that doesn't even mention the massive contradiction. I, at some point, a producer has to feed Hannah the line that, dude, you had to seek help for having too much sex in your adolescence. You and and you're telling yes. you're telling me that I can't bungee cord jump with a guy that's not my husband, right? With covering, right. With coverings over my private parts. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, so they do the group date, which is really just walking through this poor ass town, yeah. and it's it's kind of an awkward thing where I will I will point this out. She kisses two of the guys in front, in front of, of the others. other guys on the group yeah. date. Yeah. I mean, even that's kind of an unprecedented thing. I don't remember that being a thing in the past, but it's, the the show has become so um, uh, laid back when it comes to sex and kissing that she's just kissing guys in front of other dudes. Yeah, they're all just standing around. Yeah. She's making out with them left and right. There's this was a super boring date. They went to like a food hall type of place where they're like hawking fish and stuff. And uh, they did that thing where she's standing there and they all come around a corner. And then Michael <laughs> is the king of this. I think he's at least two for two this season where he sees her oh, five for and five. He, yeah. he fucking Ben Johnson's it yeah. away from just leaves the pack. He's like Michael Johnson out there. He's got, he's got the gold chain swinging around and he's lapping these guys <laughs> in a race to run up to her. He runs up to her and like, and like embraces her as he does every time he's on a group date. Then they go inside and they're like, oh, hey, there's some fish. Hannah just starts munching on a giant pickle, which is not <laughs> any way meant to euphemize anything else. And then they go up to like some uh, like witch, like some like some like uh, wizardess who's pouring drinks. And one of the guys goes, is that tequila? Because Riga Latvia is well known. Vodka too. Someone got their, uh, vodka. Vodka. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. But some, someone's like, is that tequila? Because they're well known to grow the best <laughs> and age the best agave plants <laughs> in fucking Latvia. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So that, what what happens? There's some spontaneous dancing that happens. It's just, uh, it, it looked like a lot of drinking was had and I, and a lot of good times. Like she was having a really good time being the center of attention with six dudes. Yeah. And everything was fine. And on the up and up, uh, Luke P meanwhile is enjoying the date, but I think they keep referencing the fact that he still needs to talk to her about this, this, no, he's, he's having a hard time. He's he's got, he's got a thousand yard stare at one point. She like, um, tongue sexes Jed like in front of the group (laughs) and there's just like they kind of go to a wide shot and there's like Luke P just staring the thousand yard stare imagining like what what uh what parts of Jed he's going to remove with the garden shears it it was just uh, it's all about it's all build up this Luke P is going to kill somebody and the bachelor is going to have blood on their hands um and then Hannah B they're on like a bus or something and then Hannah B she confirms because so uh Garrett comes back and he tells the nude bungee jump story and everyone's like, Oh man, crazy. And Luke P immediately is like, that's not true. He's just, I can't believe he's saying that. Cause that's not true. He's in denial. He's trying to rationalize it in his brain and what his brain is so fucking simple. It only has capacity for CrossFit 
and murder. And he's like, he's like, what? There, no, that didn't happen. But then they're on this bus and Hannah B's like, oh man, it was crazy. We bungee jumped and Garrett's big dick was rubbing against my, uh, <laughs> Rubbing against my belly button, and it was like I didn't. I don't know if there was any pre-com or anything, but it was. He definitely was feeling horny. And this Luke P has this fucking look on his face. It's just this, just this emptiness. Like his <laughs> his whole soul. Like he just learned there's no Santa Claus or something. So this whole this basically that's all that's happening on this season is they're trying to make Luke P insane. So you know what I noticed last night? Uh, speaking yeah. of. And I've noticed it a couple times, and I think somebody drew this, uh, drew, drew our attention to it on Twitter at some point. When Luke P is standing next to the dudes, he's a Very good short. six inches to a foot shorter Very than short. those guys. Like, and I was thinking last night. I think I, I'd, I'd read somewhere where like having too much ass in your adolescence yeah. <laughs> stunts your growth. Yeah, if if you have it, if you have you know ejaculated. Too many times into other women. It's women. Yeah, you can't grow. You can't grow. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's he's definitely much shorter. And it's I think at some point one guy goes, I'm I'm definitely not losing to some guy who's five eight or something like that. Which is which is very fucked because five eight is a perfectly normal height to be. Uh, this <laughs> this this Luke is five five at best. All these other guys are so much taller than him. Um, they go, so they, they have the, um, the cocktail party portion of the group date or whatever, and they're doing one-on-ones. And something I noticed is that Hannah, she hooks up with Tyler C, my guy. This Tyler C, he's a fucking muscle stud, played football. You get a shot of him from the side and the dude's just got quadzillas going. The guy has massive legs. Um, and Hannah, we know she likes these muscle dudes. And to, at one point, she fucking climbs on, she mounts him and start, and starts grinding. I believe she also mounts Garrett earlier that, in the episode. That, that's her move. Her move and is mounting yes. and grinding on their growing area. Yes. And then later in the episode, she mounts both Peter and Jed. She's four for four on mounts this episode. She's a grinder. It's it's it, it's amazing how sexual uh, this season is, and I think Crazy. they very much encouraged her to be that way. And I, I'm I'm sure she is. She's a sexual person, anyways. God bless her. But I think they've encouraged her to be that way just because, other than Luke P, there just isn't a whole lot. But I think they had shown. I don't know if it was an aside, like uh, an on-camera like interview going into the dinner, or maybe he said this to her face, but Luke P has the balls to be like, I got to talk to her. I mean, I think she crossed the line with a bungee. And then he says, her body is her temple, and to expose it to anyone who isn't her husband, that was a slap in the face. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. To who? To him. To him. No, to him. Because right. this show is yeah. Hannah B. and Luke P. That's the name of the show. And then 29 other dudes try to ruin their time. That, that's what that's what the show's all about. He's picturing bringing her home to Georgia, where he lives, and placing her in a box. There was a movie, and it was a, the subject. It was in 
in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was the subject of a big lawsuit in Hollywood, and it was called Boxing Helena, and it was supposed to start star Kim Basinger, but they fired her and replaced her with Sherilyn Fenn. And uh, it was all about this dude that keeps this woman inside of a box, and it's, she can't he she can only come out of the box when he lets her. Huh. That's what this that's what this Luke P wants to do with Hannah B. He wants to bring her home to Georgia and put her in a box where other dudes' dicks can't touch her while she bungee jumps. One of the more underrated Tears for Fear songs is a ballad with a um, with a female also in it. Oh, I don't know this. In song. that, there's a particular scene in Boxing Helena where he's uh, he's stalking his prey outside her window. Sherilyn Fenn's getting naked, and Not there's a so song, but from Tears for Fears, it's called "Women in Chains." Um, very underrated. I mean, we all love our Tears for Fears for their right. you know songs from the big chair, but that song flies under the radar. Anyone listening right now, um, I very much recommend. I saw Sherilyn Finn. I had such a crush on Sherilyn Finn when I was a kid. And I saw her maybe like three years ago at a hotel. And look, she's not, she's not what she once was. I'll say that. But what she is, I'm pretty sure I could have got. Whoa. She's, she's reached the level where Brian could probably have made something happen with that. That's all I'll say. I didn't, hey, I didn't talk to her, you know? I didn't, I didn't approach her. But so, I'm saying if I, what if I had of, what I could have made something What happen. you're saying is the 1992 Sherilyn Finn right. was no chance. 2014, 20, for sure. 2019, maybe yeah. after a couple failed plastic sure. surgeries. 100%. And you do have a chance. She's got, I'm just saying she's, there's there's a lot of pasta in her life these days. Um, that's all. So that's, that's all I'll say about Sharon. So the still a babe though. The big uh, conversation happens during the uh, the dinner hour. Luke P just has to tell Hannah how he feels. Yep, it's awful. It yep. goes on for so long. Luke P is spiraling. Hannah is like doesn't know what to say. Look, She's just sitting there, like, kind of quiet, like, sort of defending herself, but also, like, why am I even having this conversation with this idiot? In her, in his defense, and he did point this out, she's been on him about not being real, and, and she never knows what he's feeling or, or how he what, he, what his emotions are. So he took this as the time to express his emotions, and he actually yeah. did it in a pretty articulate way, because he's like, sort of, yeah. He was like, you know that that pain that you feel when someone's cheated on you or you think someone's cheating on you and that knife in your gut and it hurts and she's like yeah and he's like that's how i felt when garrett said that he bungeed naked with you and he's i think he said it really pissed me off and then he goes on to really condescend her. Like he's patronizing and he's like, yeah. you know, like, but, but I'm not going to hold it against you. I just want to, I just want to let you know that it's, I'm pissed off. But you know, whenever you make, you know, moving forward, if you make a bonehead mistake or do something stupid yeah. and, and act like an immature little bitch, then I'll be yes. there to support you. But he's like yes. really condescending her and keep he that said, in mind. It, yeah. It was so misogynistic and condescending. Oh, yeah. that I mean, I I really wanted her to just fucking stand up and put a stiletto through his 
fucking eyeball. Fuck this guy, Luke P. He's a real piece of shit. Something that went under the radar at this party, and I don't know if it just happened at my house or if there if there was like a glitch in the recording or something. But when um my my TV and surround sound system kind of like did one of those like a like a quick something shook and I thought there might have been an earthquake, and I realized it was the collective eye roll of everyone in the audience and on the set when Jed stepped up to play the piano. Oh my God. Yeah. This, Can you believe this fucking, you guy? know, I was, I was a Jed fan when you, when no. you were doubting him, like you, you've been, you've been against Jed from the beginning because as soon as he, he busted out that acoustic guitar, yeah, he was done. And I was kind of with him because I thought there was a soft spot in his heart and he's pretty legit and he's talented He's got a body just carved out of stone, but now I'm officially on your side. I'm sick of his shit. I mean, he, this guy's got brass balls because he came on the show to because of the platform that it provided him. And this idiot admitted that on camera to The Bachelorette. Yeah. And he, everything he does now looks exactly like that he's only on the show to for the platform to raise his profile. This guy gets down in front of a freaking baby grand that just happens to be at the dinner hour. I'm sure he had nothing to do with recommending that they do that. Of course. And he starts freaking singing to her as she's, as she's sitting there, right? Right. He's or, writing songs. Or, or was he yeah. singing in front of the? No, he was singing in front of the dudes. He sang in front of the dudes. He, he, he singing later in front sings of the in dudes. front of her. Yep. And you and I have talked about this. I love myself some karaoke, and I like I like to sing. I'm not I'm uh, not bashful I, about it. I've heard a lot of people say, "Hey, have you heard this Jason Stewart sing right. karaoke?" Because the guy sounds exactly like Eddie Vedder. Right. I, I, I've heard that countless times. Right. And but I like singing, and I like watching people sing. I just don't need some dude singing in front of me, especially yeah. singing like an original tune. Like if this guy was singing like a rendition of Elton John something, Tiny Dancer, you know, there maybe. You but this guy's got original music that he's that he has written and original lyrics that pertain to the episode, and he thinks he's getting away with something. He thinks oh. he's getting away with something. So he sings to the dudes on this date, which made me hate him a little bit more. He sings to her later on in the show that we'll get to. But anyways, um, Luke P confronts her. She was kind of hit between the eyes and she didn't really respond to him. And she was kind of cool with it. I think the producers um, very much told her after Luke P's conversation, that's, that was not cool. And you should be offended We'll even play it back for you how patronizing Normal. he was because she realizes that later in the episode how much of an asshole he was. Mm -hmm. um, she gives the group rose to Tyler. She actually said on camera that I felt his massive erection yeah, when I was, was on top of him. I wrote it and I'm, I wrote it. I'm, I'm not giving. I'm not riding it and not giving a rose away. Yeah, the first time that, that's ever been admitted on camera. The a massive erection as I was straddling him. And but I, I, I liked how I liked how Luke P was completely stunned 
that he did not get the group date rose. Like he was like, the look on his face was like, he's always just completely blown away. (laughs) He doesn't realize that everyone else knows he is a fucking sociopath and they're terrified of him. Yeah. That whole patronizing rant. He thought that, that he was uh, gaining points with her and that he probably deserved a rose because he, he showed, he expressed to her his feelings for once so of course he's let down. Tyler gets a rose, and he's he's working his way into the top three. He said oh, off sure. he said uh, on camera in the interview portion leading up to the 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 grindage. I'm falling in love with her, and then he uses the real smooth line on the show, like that fighter that we saw, that fighter that we saw the other night when you were about to leave the show. I like that man. That turned me yeah. on. That. Yeah. That I, I want that as my wife. I want I want someone to fight for what we have. He really totally. kind of, he really played it perfectly. I thought. Right. I want someone to fight back while they're being garroted by me. <laughs> uh, so then she goes on a one on one. Luke continues to spiral. Then she's got the final date of the show is the one on one with Peter. They go to the spa. Um, just a few quotes. There was a very much an a sexual undercurrent at the spa. Um, at one point, Hannah says, Peter can have all of me today. Like he deserves. Yep. She says they're doing like some ceremony before they start the spa thing. And Hannah says, put three fingers in and make a wish. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she remarks about Peter being very sexually driven and that she likes that. Let's not forget that when they're in LA, they're out on a group date and he gets a little one-on-one time and she starts the writing trend with a makeout against the wall where she does the movie style, the movie scene style leap against him and straddles him in a standing position. Um, she quickly gets back to that in the sauna where she's riding him again to which after the sauna, Peter says, if this thing works out and we end up getting engaged, we're for sure getting a sauna. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, saunas are, are, you know, you just can go down to uh, Costco and pick up a sauna. (laughs) Uh, Now I did, I, you know, Peter actually, he, he scored some points I think with me on this date too. First of all, he's not cut like Tyler and Luke P and jet. He's a little doughy. He's very, his his body is don't get me wrong it's slender but there's not no, a whole not lot fat. yeah it's not like muscular no. and model he's just no. a kind of an average looking guy right. and and he says all the right things in fact he scored a lot of points this guy pulled this one out of his bag late in the game not only is huge. he a pilot that could fly or wherever he wants this is huge this, this guy, cannot be stated broadly enough this guy whips out perfect spanish he oh, works out spanish fluent spanish fucking guy speaks spanish perfect which, accent perfect spanish which to me you know may thinking kind of thinking this over a little bit as i'm talking you know the last guy said he hates football which was probably a misstep maybe maybe speaking spanish is a misstep too given the fact that she's in a very trump state maybe <laughs> Yeah. Reminding him, reminding her of all of those immigrants taking our jobs and murdering right. us, could, maybe could. is a, is a misstep. Well, you could be right. 
I, maybe it was just me, but he started speaking Spanish. Also, he was quoting, he's like, my grandmother, she tell me. And, and, and he tells a story that his grandma told him in Spanish. My panties immediately dropped, Jason. I, I looked down and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know I was wearing panties. And suddenly they're around my ankles. I assume that happened to Hannah B as well. But what you're saying is maybe... She quickly constructed a wall right. around her vaginal opening to block any interlopers, people without papers like Peter, from entering within. I mean, this is a state, a very much a red state. It's the state, I think, that just recently passed a, wall, a, a bill, a law where you can't get an abortion regardless right. of circumstance. So also the poorest state in the union. I wonder if those two yeah. – Things they, they, I think the worst educated state in the union. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. speaking Spanish was a misstep, but I will say that um, you know him quoting his grandmother saying, "What's for you and what's meant for you will never be tarnished and will always be yours." He uses some analogy about a a river, some body of water that was. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, this guy he pulled this out of his bag of tricks like pretty late in the game, like. I mean, think about he could have used this in the first or second date and scored a ton of points. This guy yeah. is really playing this perfectly. He's he kind of has that boy next door look oh, to yeah. him, but then he is, he's kind of a player. Like he immediately gets hookups with her. Like he doesn't like really beat around the bush. He gets right after it, which she likes. He's aggressive sexually, which she even said. And then he's a pilot, which is a, which is a panty dropper of a job. But she asks him, she's like, look, you're always traveling, you know, you're, you're flying around. Like, how does that work out? And he's like, well, he's like, it's gets pretty lonely unless, you know, you bring some bush with you. And she's like, she's like, well, like, have you done that? Like, have you brought? And he's like, yeah, I bring some side pieces around. When I, you know, he's like, like kind of slow plays it, but he's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm a pilot. So I'll, I'll, I'll have the puss meet me where I go because that's what I do. I'm a pilot or I'll just grab one for the hotel bar, whatever. Um, I need, just I need, int- I need to know. And by the way, um, I, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention, um, I met one of our more faithful listeners, David Bray at, Oh, we talked about this last week. I know at the Steve Carbone party and David Bray works the airline delta now, airline now he's not a pilot but so, I, like, I, I do want to throw out this question to david bray who i undoubtedly know that he knows the answer to this as he, he's a big dude he, he's a big dude david bray but he brought a bunch uh, a couple of of ladies that were also in the what? airline industry so that's a very incestuous um industry oh, yeah. Oh, yeah i want i want to know the real stories like if you're single and you look like peter and you're a pilot if you think about all of those overnight delays and postponements with bad weather, you're staying in the same hotels, you're drinking at the same hotel bars. Is it just a known fact that pi- oh, yeah. pilots are just crushing flight yes. attendant ass 100%. Like, almost on, on the regular? Yeah. They, they, these are the dudes they have. They have girlfriends all over the country. A lot of times – You'll see these guys that have had their wings for 25 years. They'll have families. They'll have separate families around the country that don't know about each other. That's how much these dudes put it down. I mean, so Peter is is very he's a, he is a player, but he big time he, he's he a really key player. Kind of, 
he impressed her, I think, with his language skills, maybe, and his storytelling skills. Yeah, he was good. And he was he, giving the rose. I kind of got to wrap up here. So he, um, he, Peter drops an L bomb, which there's a lot of guys throwing out the L word these days. We've got, so far, we got Garrett. We got Peter just on this episode dropping the L bomb. And then I think there's another one to come later. And then, um, and then, but he also says something after that where he's like, I just want you to know I'm falling in love with you. And the panties drop. And then he says, I'm thankful for you. In which case, I feel like Trump's wall immediately again <laughs> went up. It had been dismantled. It went, I'm thankful for you. Yeah. Like, what is it? What, what's going on there? Like, is this, is this like somebody that, that helped you move? I'm thankful <laughs> for you. This, is this somebody that brings you soup when you're sick? Very weird. But that, it works out well. Peter, good things are happening for Peter. Um, so then they're getting ready. They're all chilling at the suite, right? And they're, um, Garrett has confronted Luke. Um, but, Jed and by the by the way, yeah, yeah the Garrett Luke confrontation, and then the following uh, House of Men conversation with with Luke P. I I was amused. It, it was thoroughly entertaining, and just how stupid it is. And maybe if you could find the audio, I don't know if it's available. Maybe you just just play the audio for our listeners in the post edit because yeah, some of the exchanges that, yeah. are so sophomoric and just I mean so middle school. So and then um, as as Peter is telling the rest of the house of men about the date, fucking Jed he sneaks off with his acoustic guitar and goes right up to her room. Yeah. And starts singing him, singing Hannah an original song about her and yes. the acoustic guitar. And then she gets on top of him, straddles yes. him, rides him in yep. bed. Um, again, alone time in bed, just yep. completely off off script. Uh, so Jed, he's he's warming up to her. Yeah, uh, Chris Harrison, and, and by the way, Hannah circles back and confronts Luke P. Finally, I don't appreciate how you handled. Our last talk, it was condescending. I am not your wife. Yep. You cannot tell me what to do with my body. Luke is just stunned. Yep. They go to the rose ceremony. It was so long and boring. Chris Harrison drops the, the bomb, I think, for the third time this season that there will not be a cocktail hour. Everyone's just, just, frightened and pissed just off. Just eliminate the cocktail party. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't happen more often than it happens. And also, not that interesting. Who cares? And like by, and you by could the way, either yeah. Dustin and Dylan were the two guys that were most pissed off because they're the two guys that have gotten just about zero screen time the entire season. And they think that like a cocktail hour is going to make them more relevant. They haven't gotten any, any kind of time with her. And of course the rose ceremony comes down to Dustin, Dylan and Luke P. Yep. The show forces her to bring back Luke P for yet another episode and the two no names, Dustin and Dylan, are sent home. So for those for those of you watching, Dylan is the guy that you never saw before this week. He's apparently been there the whole time. <laughs> looks looks strikingly like um, Gianni Versace murderer Andrew Cunanan. And, like if and you picture, George George Stephanopoulos too. Of yeah, he's Good got, Morning he's America got, too. He's got a little bit of that. He just showed up this week. The other guy. 
Dustin, he's been about to leave every other week. He's the guy that looks like Russell Wilson with a nose ring. Nose ring, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to do uh, – he's, he's going to flourish in the Bachelor in Paradise dynamic. I feel like that's more his scene. It sure seems like it. And, and, and yeah. most of these guys, they go mm-hmm. from the gentle kind of like say everything say all the right words, do all the right things on the bachelorette. And then when they get in paradise, it's like they become the dude, the player dude totally. that they always yep. were. And they just start talking about crushing ass and stuff. Um, totally. I will say this, Hannah B to, to button all this up <clears throat> in, in the big suspense moment where she gives Luke P the rose, she does whisper to him, there's goodness inside of you. And I see that. Yeah. She's and then she says something to Harrison where she's like, I don't know if I'm falling in love with him or um, he's making me go a little bit insane, which is, of course, his move. Right. Like, that's what that's what Luke P does. Um, a quick email. So, wait, th- our three front runners, and I assume we're going to agree here. Garrett, Peter, Jed, right? Ooh, I don't you don't I think th- so. I think you slide Dylan ahead of Jed at this point. Not, Dylan just not, got no, no, not home. Dylan, not Dylan. Who's our guy? Uh, Garrett. Garrett. No. Oh no, Tyler. I'm Tyler. sorry, Tyler. Yeah, I think I'm, Tyler. Tyler, Jed, maybe, and Peter. Peter. I think yeah, Garrett's on the outside right. looking in. Yeah, I, for, I forgot my man Tyler. That's my guy. Um, okay, quick email, and then I have a question for you, dear Jason and Brian. Long time, first time between nude bungee jumping and mounting several contestants. Do you think Hannah was conducting a pre-Fantasy Suites audit of the remaining dongs on the show? That is from Matt in Houston. So basically what he's saying is that maybe there's some strategy here from Hannah because she, she knows she only gets to sample the goods of three finalists. She wants to know what everybody's packing before they get to the overnights. What do you think, Jason? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's very um, – I think that's well within play. She's proven to be quite the little sex hound, and I say that in a, in a, in a yeah. good way. Like, yeah. I, I like all, the all fact sex that she likes here. sex. Yeah. And I think checking out the equipment is a part of that. I mean, there are, there are some size queens out there, that's and true. I would not be surprised if she was a size queen. Yeah, she's from Alabama. She might have uh, – so particular tastes. Uh, okay. Thank you for that email, Matt. And he's, and then lastly, Jason off topic. I've been meaning to ask you about this for a while. I've noticed you lately getting very mad online about certain things. And I need to know what makes you more mad online. <laughs> Season eight of game of Thrones and the way that wrapped up or Manny Machado, not playing baseball the right way. Oh wow! That you know, both of those are maybe one and one A on the yes. things that get me going most on Twitter. It's like a it's like a Sophie's choice of the. Of I mean, the two Matt Jason's Matt online Machado. Topics. Machado is just a punk ass who uh, ruined the Dodgers' chances at a World yeah. Series last year. His mm-hmm. attitude, his mm-hmm. attitude in the clubhouse. I think he was their most productive hitter second half. No, no, that's the thing. The the guy is a productive hitter, so he thinks that he could act however he wants and he could run the bases however he wants. He he is a punk ass that uh, the Dodgers are much better without. 
Right. And, and also he's on San Diego, which is like, most people don't even know that's a team. No, that's yeah. He deserve they deserve each other. And, and then game of Thrones to me was, they just mailed it in the right on you. The writers got that big star Wars contract. They, the HBO said, we can give you 10 seasons to wrap this up the right way. They said we could do it in eight and a half. And it very much seemed and felt like a rush job to the end. And I resent that because if you started with the books, I read all the books. You listened to the books. I read all the books. Mm -hmm. I, as somebody who is so invested, I just felt shortchanged and, uh, and pissed off by all the decisions. made. Khaleesi should not have gone out that way. I saw somebody had named their daughter Khaleesi. I was reading something and they're like, so-and-so's daughter Khaleesi. I like that. And it was, but then Khaleesi got a bad end of the show, which might kind of bum people out that, uh, my next son is going to be Drago. Oh, from, uh, um, from Rocky four. No, 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 no. Drago from game of Thrones. Oh, right. First husband. Right. Oh, call Drago. Got it. Call Drago. Uh, okay. Let's let's uh, let's reconvene next week. There'll be another Bachelorette. How many was that? Episode seven? Are we up to seven? I hope. Sure. There's what six? There's uh, seven guys left. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys left. Yeah. And we're so, we're almost close to uh, what? What's his face called? Hometowns. Uh, Hauntas. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks, two, two, two weeks until hometowns. Hauntas. Followed by it's okay. my favorite it's episode okay. of the season. Hauntas. It's okay. Fantasy Suites. Followed by the the conclusion of this horrible, horrible season of The Bachelorette. Okay. Excellent job all the way around. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love we chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub we starting in LA and then we travel the world we toasting champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality, see So, it's the Bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle we living in It's the Bachelor lifestyle we living in